Hare Krishna, we are so fortunate to have Her Grace, Jai Shri Mataji from New Vrindavan. And Mataji will enlighten us on the topic 5.3.6 and a little bit about Damodar Leela, Damodar Mantra or Damodar Ashtakam. And today is Narakchatur Dashi for Diwali, so if you Mataji has some time, uh, she can please explain something, Mataji. Hare Krishna, please take over the call. Okay, good morning everyone. Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to Sri Guru, Sri Guranga, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. So good morning everyone. This morning we are going to read from 
So Srimad Bhagavatam 5, 3, 6. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Is the Sanskrit scholar there? Hare Krishna, anybody want to volunteer? Otherwise, I will wait. Okay, very good. Okay, I will go ahead. Okay, thank you. Parijana Anuraga Vira Chita Shabala Sam Shabda Salila Chita Kisaya Tula Sika Durvan Kuraipi Sambhutaya Samarpaya Kila Paramparitushasi Hare Krishna. <laughs> Today was a little difficult. That's okay. It's, it's always a little difficult to me. <laughs> Thank you, Mata. Hare Krishna. Can you imagine that these great souls composed this literature in Sanskrit and how beautiful, yeah. how beautiful and the, and the, to hear somebody singing it or just to know that someone had the ability to write this. Um, I think I mentioned I was listening to Indra Swami many times, and he has gone to the, the Vedic Institute in Vrindavan. He goes almost every day. And there's so many literatures that are on, you know, leaves, on papers, thin papers, and amazing. And here we are, little human beings trying to take in all of this. All right. I just had some eye work done yesterday, so my eyes are a little blurry still. Parijana, by your servants. Anugreka, in great ecstasy. Rachita, executed Sabala, with a faltering voice. Samsasada with prayers. My eyes are quite blurry. Dalila, water. Sita, Kisalaya, twigs bearing new leaves. Talasika, Tulsi leaves. Druva, Anakalai. And with newly grown grass, Api also. Sambi, Jaya performed Saparaya by worship, Kalya indeed. Param, O Supreme Lord, Ratasaya, you become satisfied. Translation, O Supreme Lord, you are full in every respect. You are certainly very satisfied when your devotee offers you prayers with faltering voices and in ecstasy, bring you tulsi leaves, water twigs, very new leaves, and newly grown grass. This surely makes you satisfied. <coughs> Purport by Srila Prabhupada. One does not need great wealth, education, or opulence to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
if one is fully absorbed in love and ecstasy. He need offer only a flower and a little water, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita. If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, fruit, or water, I will accept Bhagavad Gita 9.26 The Supreme Lord can be pleased only by devotional service. Therefore, it is said here that the Lord is surely satisfied by devotion and nothing else. Quoting from the Gautamiya Tantra, the Hari Bhakti Vilas states, Sri Krishna, who is very affectionate towards his devotees, sells himself to a devotee who offers merely a tulsi leaf and a palm full of water. The Supreme Lord is causelessly merciful upon his devotee. So much so that even the poorest of men can offer him a little water and a flower in devotion and thus please him. This is due to his affectionate dealing with his devotee. Oh. Oh, again. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Krishna Bhutale. Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Kinamani. Namaste Sarasati Devi Gorbani Pacharani Nirisesa Sunivari Vashachadeshtarani. Of my respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of His Divine Grace, Asi Bhakti Vedanta Swamini. Om Agana Timurandasya Gananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Nalitam Yenatasmai Sugurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Manobhisyam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadanmayam Dharati Swapadam Chikam I offer my respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of my spiritual master and to the feet of all the Vaishnavas. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the lotus feet of Rupa Goswami along with his elder brother Sanatana Goswami as well as Raghunath Das and Raghunath Bhatta, Gopal Bhatta, Sri Jiva Goswami, I offer my respectful obeisances to Lord Krishna Chaitanya, Nityananda, along with Adoita Charya, Vedata, Srivas, and all the other associates. I offer my respectful obeisances to Srimati Radharani and Sri Krishna, along with their associates. Vande Hom, Sri Guru, Sri Jyata, Parakamalam, Sri Guru, Vaishnavamscha. Sri Rupam Sagrata Tam Sahagana Raghunatam Tam Sachivam Sadhartam Savadu Tam Parijana Saitam Sri Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lavita Sri Vishaka Nitamscha These prayers are so beautiful. Amazing. All, all of our scriptures are composed and given to us by these great souls and their simple prayers like we are hearing. Just a tulsi leaf and a palm of water, but a simple prayer written by a pure devotee. And they have such an effect on us. 
He Krishna Karna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesta Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavanishri Vishabhanastitu Devi Pranamami Hari Pradi Vanchakalpa Turvashta Kripa Sindhu Veva Chapati Tanam Pavanebhya Vaishnavebhya Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhupada Shri Adoita Virata Shiva Siddhi Gopaktavina You can see why you could spend your whole time just in prayer. So we see this particular verse is short and the purport is also short. But in it there's just so much information. So the Supreme Lord is causelessly merciful upon his devotee, so much so that even the poorest of men can offer him a little water and a flower in devotion, and thus please him. This is due to his affectionate dealing with his devotee. So, we see there's a number of, of great souls that we hear about, and they were just simple simple and loving devotees. They didn't all do great preaching missions and translate books and have a lot of disciples. But we hear about them in the pages of these books because their love and their simple-hearted devotion attracted Krishna. So much so that they were pure devotees. We have uh, Kolavecha Sridhar. What did he have? He had a broken pot <laughs> and he had some bananas and some banana leaves. But the Lord would go there regularly and, and argue with him over the price of some bananas. And Kolavecha Sridhar, of course, I, he didn't know at the time that Lord Chaitanya was his worshipful Lord, but there were their exchange was so beautiful. And Gorkishore Das Babaji. What do we hear of Gorkishore Das Babaji? Do we hear that he had a great preaching mission? Did we hear that he had thousands of disciples and opened temples and did all of this? No. We hear that he sat in a stool field and chanted Hare Krishna. And that Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj was his only disciple. And Sudama Brahman. Poor Sudama Brahman, he, he, he was Krishna's schoolmate. And he had so little. And, and, and he didn't also have like a, a big preaching mission. He had so little that his wife sent him to go see Krishna and ask for some help. They were so poor and so uh, undernourished. He brought him a few palmfuls of some old chip rice. They, none of them were rich. They didn't seem to contribute in any way to the Vaishnava movement. But somehow or other, they were pure devotees. And they had Krishna in their heart and, and constantly with them. And they were recognized by people as being a pure devotee. So that was, that was their contribution. <coughs> they were 100% connected 
in a loving relationship with the Lord. So there was also many who had a more recognizable, significant contribution, like Nartam Das Thakur. He wasn't rich. Jiva Goswami, he wasn't rich. But they also had that close, um, loving connection with the Lord. But in their case, they did great things. They wrote great music or poetry, songs. They had many disciples. They, they were responsible for something in the eyes of the world more significant than people like Kolavecha Sridhar, who nobody's ever even heard of. So we see that Krishna is attracted by something, but it's not necessarily how much we're doing um, in his service. So the winning factor is the attitude that the devotee has the loving attitude of service that the devotee has for Krishna. And we have we ourselves, who are neophyte devotees, we have to guard against watering the plants of like pride and um no arrogance to that comes along in our status of devotion. We are we're new devotees. We have to be sure that we're not watering the wrong thing along with our devotion. Like we become a great kirtan leader or a great orator or a great pujari or book distributor. Um, and along with that we can also become very proud. We see in Prabhupada's example, he really wasn't proud of his accomplishments. He was, <clears throat> he was certainly happy that things were moving forward and that the mission given to him by his spiritual master was fructifying. But he wasn't arrogant and he wasn't proud. And, and we see that uh, in our movement, this is just, my little observation from, you know, 45, 50 years ago, that there were so many aspiring devotees that were clamoring after Prabhupada's attention um, because he was a representative of the Lord. And they wanted to, naturally wanted to please him, but along with those devotional desires to please Srila Prabhupada. They were also, after name and fame, oh, you're the person that's with Prabhupada, or you're the person that is doing this for Prabhupada, you know, and they kind of let you know <coughs> that they were better than you, or the bigger person, or... But honestly, um, they had oftentimes forgotten and we can do the same thing we can forget what we're actually doing and 
forget the actual goal, which is to develop <coughs> certain devotional qualities, right? I don't think anywhere we're going to read where Krishna says, if you become a famous devotee, if you push everyone out of the way with your arrogance and try and be number one, that you're going to please me. I don't think we'll read that anywhere. <laughs> Actually, the, um, the qualities, right, which we've read before, the qualities of a pure devotee that are written are that you're kind to everyone. You don't quarrel with anyone. You're fixed in the absolute truth. You're equal to everyone. Everyone doesn't mean every devotee of the five devotees that's around you. It means everyone, all living entities. You're faultless. You're charitable. You're mild. You're clean. You're simple without material possession. You're benevolent. You're peaceful. You're completely attached to Krishna. You have no material hankering. Not that you're after name and fame of being a famous devotee. You're meek. You're steady. You're self-controlled. You don't eat more than is required. You're sane. You're respectful. You're humble. Humble. It's always the word. Lord Chaitanya, what did he say? One should be more humble than a blade of grass, more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige and ready to offer all respect to others. And in that way, one can chant the holy name of the Lord. You're grave, you're compassionate, you're friendly, you're poetic, you're silent, and you're expert. Those are the qualities, 26 qualities of a devotee. So we would see in our, our little adventure through devotional service that that sometimes devotees, even those that became famous devotees, may not have started off on on the right foot of being humble um, and tolerant, you know, because somebody had a name way back then doesn't mean that they had developed these great qualities. It meant that they had done a significant service that Prabhupada needed, and he was culturing their devotion. There's a difference. So, when Srila Prabhupada was here, I only remember one specific devotee that Srila Prabhupada said would go back to Godhead. And he's the devotee who Prabhupada said, we should observe their appearance day, or disappearance day, I'm sorry. Who was that devotee? And what were his qualities? Sure, he was after pleasing Srila Prabhupada, he loved Prabhupada, and he did so much service But he was not the person that was pushing himself, pushing away everybody so he could sit next to Prabhupada or walk next to Prabhupada. He was the person, Jayananda was his name, Jayananda. I actually served with Jayananda in San Francisco. 
super humble person, super mild and thoughtful and considerate and respectful and sweet. And we hear the stories about Jayananda from so many devotees. And he was the person, and you hear it on lectures of Srila Prabhupada. Where is Jayananda? Oh, Jayananda has come. But Jayananda would be in the back of the room, sitting in a corner, sometimes asleep because he had worked so hard on the Ratha Yatra. But Prabhupada loved Jayananda because Jayananda had such wonderful qualities. Um, even, even amongst the Karmi people, Jayananda was very much loved. Nobody thought, oh, here comes that arrogant Hare Krishna person that thinks he's better than everyone else. Nobody thought like that about Jayananda. And the, even the outside people, oh, where is Jayananda? And, and when Jayananda passed away, there were, you know, tears from the outside people that, that Jayananda dealt with. This was this was a great devotee. So here is a letter, right after Jayananda passed away. This is uh, May fifth, nineteen seventy-seven. My dear Jayananda, please accept my blessings. I am feeling very intensely your separation. In 1967, you joined me in San Francisco. You were driving my car and chanting Hare Krishna. You were the first man to give me some contribution. $5,000 you gave him for printing my Bhagavad Gita. After that, you rendered very favorable service to Krishna in different ways. I hope at the time of your death, you were remembering Krishna. And as such, you have been promoted to the eternal association of Krishna. If not, if you had any tinge of material desire, you have gone to the celestial kingdom to live with the demigods for many thousands of years and enjoy the most opulent life of material existence. From there, you can promote yourself to the spiritual world. But even if one fails to promote himself to the spiritual world, at the time he comes down again on the surface of the globe and takes birth, in a family, <clears throat> big family like yogis or brahmins or the aristocratic family, where there is again a chance to revive Krishna consciousness. But as you were hearing Krishna Kirtan, I am sure that you were directly promoted to Krishna Loka. Janma Kamacha Me Divyam Eva Yo Taha Tracta Deham Punarjanma Noiti Mama Eti Sarjuna. Krishna has done a great favor for you not to continue your diseased body and has given you a suitable place for your service. Thank you very much, your ever will wisher. Now I don't remember Prabhupada writing any letters for anybody else, especially saying and there's an, I know there's another letter, I just couldn't find it, saying that he had gone back to Godhead. But here, even here, he says, 
Because you were hearing Krishna Kirtan, I'm sure you were directly promoted to Krishna Loka. So there's another letter to Rameshwar. <clears throat> A few days after this letter was written. Jayananda's death is glorious. It is very good that he had stated what is the use of this useless body. Better to give it up. He has left his body very wonderfully and he has been transferred to Vaikuntha. I have already sent a condolence letter to, for the publication of Back to Godhead. Everyone should follow the example of Jayananda. I am very proud that I had such a nice disciple. If possible, Jayananda's picture should be hung on the Ratha Yatra of Lord Jagannath. And in all of our temples, a day may be set aside for holding a festival in his honor, just as we do on the disappearance day of other great Vaishnavas. So where do we hear Prabhupada talking about any of his disciples like this? Nowhere. I don't remember him talking about any other disciple. And if you lined up all of the disciples of Srila Prabhupada, especially at the time, with our outlook of what we consider most important in devotional activities, from how many books someone's has distributed to who could give the best class or lead the best kirtan, Jayananda would probably not be, had Prabhupada not written these letters, Jayananda, I would venture to say, would not be amongst the top people that people would think were pure devotees. Because our outlook on who's a pure devotee is that they're a sannyasi or... Uh, you know, have a certain position in our society, GBC, or a, I mean, I must say, even a guru, a pure devotee, there's different degrees of pure devotional service. But but who would have thought that the person, when I was the, I was the head pujari in San Francisco at the time, <clears throat> and Jayananda was living there. And sometimes he would come to do the arti, and he would sit to offer the food. First, first he would come to me and show me that his hands were full of grease, like a mechanic's. If you, if you ever uh, deal with people and someone comes up with greasy fingernails and grease that's ground into their hands, you can guess that they're a mechanic. And I've done that many times on Sankirtan. I would go up to someone and say, oh, you're a mechanic, aren't you? And they would laugh and say yes. Yeah. So Jayananda's hands because he was the temple mechanic where like, grease under his fingernails that he couldn't get out. So he would show me, are my hands okay to do RT? And then he would sit down and offer the offering and he'd fall asleep because he was so exhausted from working. You know, he did things that nobody else did. Um, but you know, this was the person, the humble, quiet, meek person that got Prabhupada's attention, so much so that he told us to observe a special day to hold a festival in honor of Jayananda. 
on his disappearance day. How many other people did Prabhupada do that for? I don't remember anybody. So, you know, these these are the qualities. And so what is that? Go, going back to the the verse, if one offers Krishna with devotion, a leaf, a flower, water, he can be a pure devotee. He doesn't have to be the temple president, the person that's giving all the best classes, that's the big kirtan leader, that's, that's the big book distributor. And these are the things that we have to understand. Because, first of all, we don't want to be discouraged in our devotional service, thinking, oh, I'm never going to be a devotee because I'm not a great book distributor. or I, I can't lead a kirtan worth a, a bean. I can't do, you know, I'm not like that. That's not, the, that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is devotion. And Krishna is saying here, the prayers are saying, Prabhupada is saying, all we need is that love and that devotion to offer Krishna. We may not be the person that when we pass away, it's all over the internet and they're building us a samadhi. We may not be that person. But we certainly can be the person that has pure devotion for Krishna, which is the goal. Right? It's really... Sometimes we get a little... Oh, well, we're, we're new. We're new devotees. We get a little on the wrong track of what, what a pure devotee is. So the main point is whatever position, whether we're rich, whether we're poor, we're intelligent, we're simple, we're healthy, we're not healthy, any position we're in, we can please the Lord. We don't have to have anything specific except devotion. And in the stories about the Lord, we have the, the monkey soldiers. This is always pointed out. The monkey soldiers are, in Ram's pastimes, they were strong. They could jump. They could lift boulders and they put them down for the, the bridge to be built. And then there was the tiny little, in some stories it's a spider or a squirrel, and they're just like, oh, the best they can. They're flicking that grain of sand or that pebble and putting it there. And the big Hanumans, the big monkeys are coming along. Oh, out of my way. I'm the important person here. I've got this big boulder and I'm putting it in the bridge. You, you just have this pebbles or sand. But Ramchandra, he said, no. He said his service is just as important as your service. Because it's the Lord's vision that we are trying to, we're trying to attract the Lord. We're not, we're not on a, a material um, contest of how great we are and how, how, how much big things we can do. We're actually after the Lord's mercy on us and his uh, 
his pleasure, right? We're here to please the Lord. So we want to stay on the right track. <coughs> All right, so I think we will kind of, it is already 8.09, so we only have a few minutes. So here we are with an opportunity to please Krishna. This is the time of Kartik, the month of Damodar. And we see, fortunately, fortunately, we're not alone. Can you imagine what Prabhupada, Prabhupada came to America and he was all alone. He didn't have any association. He had no temple to go to. Prabhupada basically was the temple. And that that temple of Srila Prabhupada was able to light the fire of devotion in so many other souls. But can you imagine if we didn't have the facility that we have? The beautiful ISKCON. And we see all over the world the People are having all kinds of wonderful celebrations. <clears throat> we can go on Mayapur TV and we can um, watch the Damodar offerings all over the world. We can go to India, to Mayapur, and see the beautiful deities and the people offering their prayers and their candles. And then we can go to Vrindavan and see Krishna Balaram and people offering their prayers and their candles. And then we can move over to LA or New Vrindavan. What facility? We really have no excuse for not spending a good amount of our time in, in devotional life. Because it's all, we have books, we have so many books and you go on uh, YouTube. <clears throat> there was just this wonderful um, Kartik pilgrimage through Calcutta, going to all the different places. Iskon is secured. Prabhupada's like his birth house, I believe, and the tree, the jackfruit tree under which Prabhupada was born. So that adventure put together probably by, I don't know if it was uh, the temple, the Chapati temple, you know, those devotees. I, I'm not really sure who put it together. I think it was them. But they took you through the streets of Calcutta into the house where Prabhupada was born and around the jackfruit tree and the school that Prabhupada went to. And they were just, it, it was so fun the way it was set up. It had a like a cartoon bus taking you to the next location. And then you had like Radnath Maharaj giving a presentation about Srila Prabhupada and Damodar, the month of Damodar. And so many opportunities. I mean, we've really hit the jackpot here. We've, we've come to the movement in a very auspicious time. Of course, it's always auspicious. This, Hare Krishna movement, this movement of Lord Chaitanya, this movement of Krishna is always auspicious, no matter whether it's big or small. I mean, when we started, if anyone would have told me it was going to get to the place where it's at, 
I would have had some questions whether, how, how is that possible? We don't even have a book to read from. <clears throat> we have some old Back to Godhead magazines and a, a Bhagavad Gita. No deities, just a picture. No, no temple that we own, just a little house. And no devotees. Uh, we didn't even have Madangas then. You know, what did we have? We had jingle bells and sticks and maracas like the Mexican people use. That was our kirtan. You know, it wasn't so mature that we had the best uh, kartals from Mayapur and Madangas from wherever, Calcutta, Mayapur, Vrindavan. And we had just the perfect clothes. We didn't even have saris. We had nothing. We just were a bunch of vagabond young devotees that had Prabhupada. We had Prabhupada. And this was our whole world. Prabhupada had touched our heart and opened the door to an association with Krishna. And we were running after Prabhupada. Yes, Prabhupada, whatever you want. We're going to go on the street with magazines. We're going to tell everybody we know, everybody we meet about Krishna. Although there was no Hare Krishna that nobody knew about, we would tell them anything and everything we knew. And they would listen. And they would get affected. It was amazing. The, the Krishna magic, as Mother Jamuna would say. Prabhupada gave us the ability to touch people's soul. And Krishna uplifted the world. And look at what we have. And who knows where it's going to go. In the time of calamity, people need to understand more. Giving tours at the palace, it's just so wonderful. We talk to people about the Bhagavad Gita and Krishna's teaching, and we try, try and unwind what they already know from their background about Krishna. Or if they already are people that go to the temple, we share with them and show them uh, different things of Prabhupada's, Prabhupada's drum. We have Prabhupada's drum that he played in Tompkins Square Park with the hippies. You know, we just, it's so wonderful to have a platform to be able to preach. Or we have to make our own platform, somehow or other. <laughs> anyway, the month of Damodar is a special month, and we can make advancement towards uh, our loving relationship with Krishna. In the month of Kartik, one should worship Lord Damodar. <clears throat> and daily recite the prayer known as Dhammadharastika, which was spoken by the sage Satyarata, and which attracts Lord Dhammadhar. So this is what we see. Everyone is singing the Dhammadharastika. Namami Swaram Satchirananda-rupam Lasa Kundalam Gokule Rajamanam Yasoda Vyoluka Ladavamanam Karma Mascharam Natya Dodrucha Gopya could, could whoever has their microphone not muted, please mute. 
it's kind of a crackling noise. <laughs> anyway, so this month we can sing with our own candles to our own deities. We can go online and hear the prayers and sing the prayers um, with all the other devotees in different places in the world. <coughs> and then we can see the beautiful the beautiful face of Lord Krishna and uh, remember his beautiful and fun and loving pastimes as a child. Okay, I think I'm going to stop here. And uh, if anyone has any questions or corrections or additions or comments, please. And please excuse my being tardy. I had my headphones on <laughs> in the back room, and I just mildly heard the phone, and I said, I thought, it couldn't be 7.20 already, but it was, so I'm sorry that I was late. Okay. So, is anyone here? Thank you so much, Mataji, for wonderful class. And uh, please don't apologize because, you know, when you're not, uh, when our speakers join a little late, then devotees are busy chanting, you know, so we're hearing chanting going on anyway. <laughs> And sometimes we are like, oh, let the speaker come a little late so we can finish around, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, in a wonderful class, Mataji. It's, uh, you know, your uh, sweet realization of Jayananda Prabhu you shared. And I recently saw his picture, you know, and I was uh, wanted to bow down to him. And yes. I heard, like, uh, at the Rath Yatra in Clearwater Beach, Orlando, <coughs> uh, in Tampa, sorry. And uh, so, such a wonderful devotee, and how Srila Prabhupada could, uh, you know, bestow him this uh, gift of going back to Godhead, and, uh, you know, like, uh, just with a humble service. And I like that point you said that, uh, you know, we can learn so much from Jayananda Prabhu that uh, I don't think he had an authority, so to say, like he was in management or no. he was the president. No? No, he was, well... He he was in charge. He built the Rathiyatra carts, and he did have a responsible services in the temple. But he was, you know, he would drive uh, the incense to different places. He did the incense runs. I mean, when I was around in San Francisco, he he was just doing his incense runs, uh, driving down to L.A. from San Francisco to pick up incense and such. And he was the mechanic. You'd see him under the truck outside. Uh, the, the, the temple had been actually a mortuary, which I didn't know about at the time, fortunately. And uh, the rooms, like my room, which was just like a little hallway kind of a thing, was the place where they would embalm the bodies, which I had no idea. And the hearst the big hearse where they carry the the bodies uh, in the coffins was, it was a big garage right near the Pujari room, actually. And there was a elevator that went from that um, garage up to the second floor 
which was where the bodies were, I guess, taken care of, embalmed and everything. So fortunately, I didn't know that when I was living there. But uh, so you'd see Jayananda out in this big old garage under the truck, and you know, just uh, doing the the menial menial things. If he was in charge, it wasn't like if he ever had a position. It wasn't that he flaunted that position. Well, you do what I say because I'm the authority here. I'm the temple president. I'm this. I'm that. He, it's the attitude that he had that was so different and so endearing. I mean, because I was a woman, of course, I didn't mingle with the men. So, But when we have several people here that did, and they tell the same kind of stories about Jayananda, how, how humble he was in dealing with everybody and respectful. And, you know, he just had certain qualities, the great qualities that, that are endearing to Krishna, which is what we're looking to do. We're not looking for the, the name and fame and position. We're looking for the love and, and attracting Krishna. And sometimes along with with that come name and fame. And sometimes they can actually hamper someone's devotional life. Um, you know, because they've been glorified so much by others. We have to be careful. I mean, we have to respect and glorify our spiritual master and the devotees. But when people are conditioned souls and they get too much adoration, it actually can make them fall down. It can make them fall down and then sometimes they end up making offenses or they just they get uh, puffed up and arrogant. You know, not, not that they want to, but because we've glorified them too much. I, I remember Prabhupada telling us years ago someone had fallen down and, and Prabhupada made mention that it was partly the fault of the devotees that the person had fallen down. Anyway, we, we, we have to respect other people but we don't have to go out of our way to kind of falsely glorify them. We want to be careful not to fan that fire in them, if you understand what I mean. Yes, Mataji. Mataji, uh, one question comes to me in relation to this. Um, and such a wonderful class you gave, and you kind of clubbed everything together, the Bhagavatam words, all these stories, and you talked about a little bit so nicely you sang the Damodar Astikam. I wish you could continue the whole of Damodar Astikam, but somehow, sometimes when disturbance comes in the call, you know, I feel it changes the mood of the speaker, you know. So we should all really mute our phones always, you know, make sure we're conscious, keep looking at the mute, that yeah. are we muted or not. Yeah. Yes, I was so, going to say that. If, if, if people, when they get on the call, can make sure they're muted, the whole time they're giving the class, I could hear someone faintly in the background dealing with their family you know it's just yes. 
kind of a disturbance. But uh, anyway. The only thing is like they have to watch all the time whether there's a, they are on mute or not. And sometimes even if they're sitting quietly, uh, you know, there still will be sound. So we have to mute. That is the thing. Yes. So, uh, yes, Mataji. So, so uh, my apologies for that, Mataji. Like, uh, you know, with, we've been repeatedly saying that, but then, you know, uh, then I, you know, afterwards also when you said that the noise continued, then I went and I muted from my side. That is what I did. Two people are muted. I don't want to say the name. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did do that. But I just wanted to mention like if, you know, uh, like, I don't want to uh, embarrass anyone in the morning, but I know who is not doing, but it's just, I want to generally say that uh, please mute. You just have to keep looking at the phone and see that, you know, uh, uh, especially when the class is going on, even the question answers are also very important. So, Mataji, like uh, what I asked you is one last thing. Like uh, Jananda Prabhu suffered from some kind of a cancer later on, right? Yes, he had leukemia. Leukemia, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't understand one thing. And this question comes from a lot of my, uh, you know, they call the word karmi friends or materialistic friends, and they say, well, you know, we heard this, and this devotee got cancer, and how come they're doing so much of this thing? So the only answer that I have is like, see, the, I said, well, they're practicing uh, Krishna consciousness and then after that, like, uh, you know, there is some, uh, we have our karmas of our previous life and, uh, you know, it's, it's better to, um, you know, uh, if something, uh, like, my, for instance, my mother had cancer in the mouth, you know, it was very, very terrifying. We never thought there is something called head and neck cancers also. I had not thought of it or heard of it, never studied about it. But then I always told her that good that in this life you got over it and you know, she was like, um, some compromises she used to make in life but you know, it, but still it came. I mean it was because of something and then as a mother figure, I, 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 used to, I, I just wonder, like I said, I, I've had an okay uh, relationship with her, she was not too bad as a mom, everything was fine. But then again, we don't know about the previous life, what we have got. So is this the only answer for this? Uh, because a lot of people, they'll say, oh, but you know, uh, like as if they think, if a, a devotee is doing bhakti, then he should not have any disease. <laughs> and if he's having so, then how come he's having it because he's doing bhakti? I mean, it can't just evaporate all the diseases. I mean, they will come. So can you shed some light on this from preaching perspective? Well, I mean, the fact is we're in the material world. We have a material body. I mean, it's very practical. We're, we're here. We eat. We drink. If we don't eat or drink, our body's going to get weak. All the symptoms of life, um, we breathe. So why, when it's a common factor in this world for every material body to have birth, death, old age, and disease, why do we think we're not going to get disease? It's not it's not real you know it's just like all all of us devotees that were 20 years old when when uh, we first met Srila Prabhupada we are now 70s 60s 70s or some probably even into the 80s um, are we not going to get old does that make any sense of course we're going to get old of course we're going to get disease we've got a material body I mean Prabhupada himself had headaches and, um, you know, felt weak, he needed massage, uh, too much traveling, uh, you know, there was, 
from people who were living with Prabhupada. Govinda Dasi told me, she said, oh yeah, one time Prabhupada had me bring him a garland of flowers or a flower and he put it on his head because he had a headache. Um, and another time she said Prabhupada had her bring a pat of butter. I think it was on a leaf. And he also put it on his head because he had a headache. So, so does that mean that Prabhupada wasn't a pure devotee? I mean, it's not like all of a sudden we are in a spiritual body. We're in a spiritualized body, but we certainly have a material body with all the material happenings. We're not going to be free from birth, death, old age, and disease. Of course, it's in a different category. I mean, our karma is going away. It's true. But still, the fact that we're here, I mean, look at Krishna uh, Jagannath Das Babaji. His, his uh, servant or disciple carried him around in a basket. Why? Because he was invalid. Doesn't mean he wasn't a pure devotee. You know, I mean, it's just, we have to be realistic. We have to see that we're in a material body and we're susceptible to any, if there's a fire in the house, we're not going to just sit in the, sit in the house and say, oh, well, I'm a devotee, so it's not going to burn me. No, we're going to run out because we know it's going to burn us if we sit in. We, we sometimes misunderstand some of the things that we, that we read. And sometimes when it's talking about a devotee, it's not talking about someone of our caliber. Um, yeah, anyway. Thank you so much for this wonderful Let me just add one other thing. Now, sure, sure. In, in, um, in becoming a disciple, we agree to follow certain principles. No meat eating, no gambling, no intoxication, uh, no illicit sex. Just getting rid of those things makes our life better, healthier, right? <clears throat> and I think sometimes the things that I do, my habits of cleanliness and um, schedule, my schedule, you know, my lifestyle, and that of my children. I mean, they're not the kind of people that are at a temple every day, nor do they chant 16 rounds a day. Um, but their lifestyle is so much better. In being a devotee, in, in connection with someone like Srila Prabhupada, what do we hear? Oh, well, you, you do like this, uh, when you evacuate, you use water, you do, you eat like this, you don't eat old processed carmy grain food that has no value. You make things fresh to offer to Krishna. So just in the simple, simple lifestyle change that we have, our life is definitely going to be more free from disease. And 
our chance of having a healthy life when we're old is so much greater because of our our lifestyle change, our habits. And it's because we've become devotees of Krishna that we have this <coughs> connection with a higher standard of life. I mean, those of you that were raised in India, you probably have some of these from from the from your lifestyle, from your parents, from your family. But honestly, being raised uh, in the West, you know, what's what's the thing that people do in the West, or maybe everywhere? They stay up really late. They stay up all night. They go to the club. They dance. They party. They eat anything that comes their way because it tastes good. They're smoking cigarettes. They're taking drugs. They're drinking alcohol. They're eating meat. You know, and all bunch of canned and old things. So what's going to happen to the body? It's naturally going to get more diseases because you've given it more opportunity. So just on the practical side, we, we have a healthier and a better chance of being free from so many of the diseases that people get. But it doesn't mean we're not going to get some diseases. You know, I just had eye cataract surgery. So I've been reading Prabhupada's books and looking at deities for 50 years. But does that mean my eyes aren't getting old? Of course they're getting old. It's just the way it is. It's a material life. So, Okay, sorry, I'm finished. I just wanted to thank you, Mataji, for the wonderful answer. And you know, your answer was like this, that uh, there is a birth with old age disease and we are part of this material world right now. Although uh, we will suffer a little less because of, uh, you know, chanting and uh, following these regulative principles given by Acharyas and uh, Srila Prabhupada and Parampara. So, but, uh, but we will still have, so we have to be, you know, extra vigilant so we can have good health so we can do nice bhakti so your answer was just uh, so simple and uh, uh, this was in my thought also and many people asked me this also and uh, so we are part of this human society you know and why will we not also get but uh, just that that effect of it is going to be less uh, you know for uh, because I've seen devotees with cancer literally uh, laughing and smiling and coming last stage also they're not uh, expressing that they're feeling pain so it's amazing. And the same uh, uh, cancer, it happened to another person who's not a devotee. It's like in a terrible situation. Yeah. Yeah. So like that. So it's something like, you know, when we hear about the fact that, you know, when we uh, when we die, it's a very painful process. But, you know, if, if the Yamaraj is going to take us, but if, you know, visions are coming, then death is not that uh, bad. In fact, we want to die and go back to Krishna, you know, go, go back to Godhead. So in similar terms, um, everything is pleasant when we are, you know, moving towards becoming a better devotee. Thank Prof, you, Madhuri. Yeah. Prabhupada said that death is like the cat. Death carries the non-devotee like a cat carries a rat. And mm -hmm. death carries the devotee like the cat carries the kitten. I remember in one place, and I can't remember where, this was a long time ago, probably on a lecture, Prabhupada said that um, the devotee does not feel the pain of death. 
But Krishna takes him from his body before he feels the pain of death. I mean, there are definitely advantages to being a devotee of Krishna. Thank you, Madhuri. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Okay, anyone else or are we done? Is everyone gone already? <laughs> All right, so everyone, have a wonderful day. All Guru Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Very nectarian class, Mataji. Very beautifully described the glories of Jaya Prabhu, Shula Prabhupada. It was so nice to hear that. I need this reminder almost every day. Yeah. So beautiful, Mataji. Uh, Mataji, I heard you say something about Rameshwaram and then you did not expound on it. Did you mean to say something? Rameshwaram? I don't remember saying anything about Rameshwaram. Oh, okay. I don't know. There was a devotee by the name Rameshwaram? There was a letter oh. to, to Rameshwar. Oh. He was, the, uh, he was in charge of the BBT at the time, and Prabhupada wrote him a letter after Jainanda passed away. Okay. I read the letter. Okay, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Okay. Very good. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Please come often. We love your classes. Oh, well, that's encouraging. Thank you. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Okay. I must get going. So thank you so much, everyone. Are you going to end the call and say the prayer? Mataji, you want to end the call? But Mataji, uh, one, one more thing, Shama Rasika, Mataji was mentioning something about uh, today's day, something happened about, I, I wanted to ask her what she was saying, what we can contemplate on. Normally, uh, coming from North India, we call it Chuti Diwali today, but I don't really know the relevance of it. So if Shama Rasika, Mataji, can you share, you saying something. Mataji, yeah, Mataji is there, so... Narakchaturdashi, Mataji, you would like to say something about Narakchaturdashi? No, no, please go ahead. Okay. I, so it's a sudden, but I don't have a lot of uh, research on that, but whatever I know from my childhood, I, will, I would like to share. So Narakchaturdashi is celebrated uh, for Krishna you know, because uh, the 16,000 queens uh, were... Uh, kidnapped by Narakasur and that time they requested Krishna uh, to save them from them from him and Krishna fought with him, them him and he saved all the uh, queens and that's why so it was on this day today so we celebrate Narakasur uh, Krishna killed Narakasur on this day so he wanted a boon uh, from Krishna and then Krishna gave him boon that this day will celebrate upon you, your name, uh, is that Naraka Chaturdashi. So whoever is uh, going to uh, do Kartik Snan, like Mangal Snan, and uh, do Puja and offer ghee lamp to Krishna, they will get liberation. So from our childhood, we uh, get up early morning at like 4.30 a.m. and then uh, all the... Um, 
father a brother whoever is male in the family we do them a bengal snan like all female and they do that them that massage and everything in the morning early morning and then we do bath to them uh then we do aarti of them when they come outside of the bathroom and then we uh, offer them sweets and uh firecrackers and all kids they light the firecrackers in the early morning then we celebrate diwali like this so this is the first day of diwali starting from maharashtra and i don't know the sabelli but how we celebrate and then they give us the gifts like whatever like some cash <laughs> so uh, the all girls were waking up for that only <laughs> that was the fun for us uh, when we were in uh, in our childhood so ಮಾತಾಜಿ this thing that uh, the we remember the kath also thank you mata ji vancha kalpat rubashya kripa sindhu evacha patita naam pavane jo vancha devyo namo namo you can stay on the call i just have to leave though <laughs> ah, hari krishna mata ji thank you